Hello, dear friends. This is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable. It is time for our midweek Bible study right here on our website. Thank you once again for joining us today as we gather around the Word of God and gather from the Word of God, uh, that that we need to know in order to stand strong, not just to survive the end times. Sometimes I'm tempted to say that we might survive the end times, but I, I believe God. Listen, I, I'm stuttering a little bit here today. I'm so anxious to declare the greatness of God today in this broadcast. I'm going to go ahead and announce the the uh, the title of our our teaching today. And the title of it is, How Great Is Our God. It's the title of a song. It's it's throughout the scriptures. It's declaring uh, that God is so great, so mighty is He. How great indeed is our God. God. Hallelujah. Listen, friend, I'm glad that you have gathered around us, that we might gather knowledge from the Word of God, that we might not just survive the end times and the onslaught of the enemy in the end times, but that we might actually thrive and see a mighty move of God's Holy Spirit in these days that we are living. These are dark days. These are challenging days. These are days of distraction, and these are days of deception. And yes, yes, if it were possible, these would be days of destruction for many Christians. But for the greatness of our God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Before we go to some scripture today, I want to make some declarations to you. Number one, we are in the end times. That is indisputable, and we can confirm it now in our culture, in uh, uh, the world at large, more than we could ever confirm it in any other generation. And we go primarily to Matthew's Gospel, chapter 24, when the direct and distinct question was asked, when shall these things be? What shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world? And when Jesus began to talk about it, some of the things he said, and you can read that whole chapter, but some of the outstanding things that he said that we are seeing so clearly right here and right now, there will be earthquakes in diverse places, the sea and waves will be roaring Men's hearts will fail them for fear, looking at the things which are coming upon the earth. Many false prophets will go out into the land and deceive many, and because iniquity, lawlessness, sinfulness shall abound, the love of many will wax cold. Scriptures go on in, in the epistles and tell us this, that, that in the last days, perilous times will come, for men will become iniquity abounding, you see. Men will become lovers of their own self, proud boasters, blasphemers. The list goes on and on and on. It tells us from such to turn away. Hallelujah. Listen, the world under the devil's direct influence tries to pressure us into its mold with great pressure to go with the flow, to follow the course of this fallen world. But God is greater. 
our flesh is still weak and sometimes we will feel too weak to withstand the great trials and temptations we must face living in the end times. But God is greater. In fact, the scriptures say greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. It's speaking of discernment, of being able to understand the spirit of Antichrist that is already at work. We have a greater one in us, the spirit of truth. God's truth will always trump the devil's lies. <laughs> Hallelujah. It will counteract them. It will, it will cast them down in our minds and in our hearts. Truth will set us free. Lies and deceitfulness of those lies will cause us to, to be defrauded of what is rightfully ours as children of the Most High God. The challenges of the end times are great, but God is greater. The devil and his demons come against us with great hatred, but God is greater. We used to sing it, how great is our God. And we used to sing, great and mighty is He. He's a mighty God. There's none above Him. There's none that can withstand up against Him. When the battle uh, became between light and darkness, there is no contest. When the battle raged between the devil and his angels and God and his angels, <laughs> no contest. It didn't happen in some great tug of war over some long period of time. It happened immediate, immediate it happened because why? God is greater Hallelujah. Praise God. Listen, when the demoniac of the Gadarene saw Jesus coming, they, they, they knew. They knew before they would admit it. They knew immediately who he was. And they knew they were no match for the greatness of God in him and through him. Because he was Emmanuel, God with us, God incarnate, God in flesh. And they recognized, amen, they're, 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 they're not just the one who created them, before the fall, but the one who has all power in heaven and earth over them. Praise God. And they said, we know who you are. We recognize you. And why comest thou to persecute us before our time? They already know they are defeated. You know what we're seeing right now? The devil like never before seeming more powerful than ever. But what we're seeing right now is like a, a snake that just had its head cut off and the body of it is, is thrashing. It's, it's, it's getting ready to just quit moving and acquiesce to death. But the, all the, the body is, is going like never before. And we're seeing that. We're seeing that. At the cross, at the cross, a prophecy was fulfilled. Filled, that was prophesied in the book of Genesis to the serpent and concerning the serpent and the seed of the woman. <laughs> you, you bruise his heel. That happened at the cross. But he, because of the cross, will bruise your 
head. The heel wound is not deadly. The head wound is. Praise God. For old friend of mine, I like I, I used to I used to love to hear Brother R. W. Shambach preach and I heard him preach in tent meetings. The power of God would come down in those meetings. And I remember him saying, Satan goeth forth as a roaring lion, but Jesus pulled his teeth at Calvary. But he went on to say, because of so much defeat, so much depression, so much deception among God's people, he said, but the shame is that a toothless lion is gumming a lot of people to death. Dear friend of mine, the devil is very real. He has power, but God is all-powerful. The devil and his minions and his cohorts and his hierarchy of demonic forces and fallen angels, their power is great, but God's power is greater. And that's what we want to look at today in the Word of God. There are mountains of circumstances. There are giants of opposition. There are Jericho walls of resistance bringing anxiety and worry and doubt, and in many cases, debilitating fear. But in Psalm 145, 1 through 3 and verse 6, listen to these words. I will exalt you, my God, the King. I will praise your name forever and ever. Every day I will praise you and extol your name forever. Now, we're, we're getting the name of the Lord lifted above high and lifted up. Praise God. I'll exalt you, my God, my King. I will praise your name forever and ever. Another psalm says, some trust in horses, some in chariots, but we will trust in the name of the Lord our God. His mighty names declare His greatness, also His goodness and His graciousness, but we have to see our God as greater. Greater is He that is in us than He that is in the world. I will exalt you, my God, the King. I will praise your name forever and ever. It's a psalm that says, The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runneth into it and are safe. And he says this should be a daily thing in verse 2. Every day I will praise you and extol your name forever and ever. Verse 3 says, Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. Another verse says, Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. In other words, our praise of Him and to Him should match our understanding and conception and perception of just how great He is. Our praise should swell to crescendos of joyous exaltation and explanation and exclamation. Praise God. Hallelujah. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. But why? Because His greatness no one can fathom. Now, we're going to talk about something that no one can, can completely, well, to use today's language, you can't get your mind wrapped around that. And some people don't have enough mind to wrap all the way around that anyway. For, and none of us do, in fact. He is infinitely powerful. He's omnipotent, 
which means all powerful. And and Jesus said, behold, (laughs) I give you to his followers, his disciples, his apostles, and then his disciples. He sent another 70 out who were not part of the 12. They came back saying demons are subject to us. He told them, well, that's not the real reason to rejoice. Rejoice because your names are written in the book of life. They're written in heaven. But demons were subject to them through his name. Hallelujah. And verse 6 here says, I will declare thy greatness. There's something about speaking it, declaring it, proclaiming it, exclaiming it. The greatness no one can fathom, one translation says. And this word no one can fathom means unsearchable beyond comprehension or explanation. And the New Testament puts it this way, speaking of our God, our Heavenly Father, our Savior and Sovereign, Jesus Christ, and the mighty Holy Spirit that is with us and within us. (laughs) Hallelujah. Now unto Him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you think or ask, according to the power that worketh in us. Hallelujah. This great God, whose greatness no one can fathom, has come to live within us. Christ Hallelujah. All power is given me, he said, over heaven and earth. All of it, not some of it, not most of it, not 99 and 9 tenths percent of it, but all of it. And he who has the power is able to delegate it to us through the authority that is vested in his name. In my name, you'll cast out devils. (laughs) You'll rout them. They won't rout you. You'll see them run. You won't be on the run from them. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. When we compare anything or anyone to him, there's nothing that is greater and nothing that is great in this sense beside him unsearchable now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you ask or think according to the power that worketh in us someone has said this i'm going to quote it to you a street light is great if you've never seen the sun right a lake is great if you've never seen the ocean a firefly is great if you've never seen the stars. See, our trouble that comes to us is great because we sense and see our weakness until we see simultaneously. It's all right. When I'm weak, Paul said, then I'm made strong. Well, he had to focus not on his weakness, but God's greatness and the grace that allowed God to manifest himself to him. Hallelujah. Amen. We see our weakness. We feel overwhelmed. We see His greatness. <laughs> we see the God who is more than enough. El Shaddai instead of El Chipo. <laughs> I'm not talking about money. I'm not talking about material things. I'm talking about spiritual power and strength and confidence and consolation and holy boldness. The Bible said, the wicked flee when no man pursueth, but the righteous 
are bold as a lion. Listen, our enemy, the devil, is great, a wicked, powerful foe with all the forces of evil at his disposal. And we see him as so overwhelmingly powerful until we see the greatness of God. This is what the psalmist is saying. We must see and perceive and proclaim the greatness of God because it will strengthen our faith, defeat our fears, dispel our doubts, and fortify our hope. Over and over again, the Bible makes clear God's power and love are so expansive that they stand unmatched anywhere, anytime, and by anyone Our God is the creator of the universe, creator of heaven and earth and all that in them is. Listen to it in Isaiah 40 as we just proclaim his greatness today. Isaiah 40, 28 through 31. Have you not known? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak. Somebody in this listening audience say, that's us. That's us. We are weak. My dad used to sing this old Christian song. I am weak, but thou art strong. Jesus, keep me from all harm. Listen, I am weak. Paul said, when I am weak. (laughs) No, that's all the time, according to our flesh, in and of ourself. And I trust in Him. And in order to trust in Him, you've got to see how great He truly is. Hallelujah. When I'm weak, then am I made strong. Praise God. Listen, the unsearchable riches, the unsearchable power the fathomless power of God. He gives this power to the weak and to those who have no might. (laughs) He increases strength. Even youths shall faint and be weary and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary and they shall walk and not faint. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Notice, he has all this power and knowledge, and he gives it to those who need it, and look to him for it. They that wait on the Lord. I like the Amplified that said that that they that wait for the Lord, who expect, look for, and hope in him. It's not passive. It's not taking a number and sitting till they call your name. No, it isn't. No, it's, it's an active faith in God. To wait is not passive once again. It's actively seeking and trusting in Him. We must keep our focus on His greatness, not on our weakness. He gives power to the weak. He increases their strength. That's why Hebrews 12, 12 through 13, so important. Listen to it carefully. This can be easily misquoted and misunderstood. Listen to it. And I'm, I've misquoted it, but I'm, I, I want to dig deeper. We've got to get a hold of an unshakable truth that will shake us loose from any of the bondage of fear. 
The scripture said fear hath torment in First John. Penal imprisonment is what that means. It doesn't just, you know, torment us and torture us. It does the mind, but it does more than that. Penal imprisonment means it puts us in a prison that is seemingly impregnable that we can't seem to get out of or get free from. But perfect love from a God who is all-powerful and willing to release that power to us and through us. You shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. This is not just power to speak in other tongues or even the charismata, the gifts of the Spirit. They are power gifts, supernatural gifts, miracle-working power, nothing less than that. For if the Spirit of Him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, He will also quicken give that power, manifest that same power to the to us that raised Jesus from the dead. This is resurrection power. Hallelujah. Listen again. Hebrews twelve, twelve through thirteen. Wherefore, lift up the hands that hang down, and the feeble knees, and make straight paths for your feet, lest that is lame be turned out of the way. Now, this is all about getting rid of our weariness. This is not just helping the poor, weary people that we see barely making it. This is us quit barely making it, mounting up with wings as an eagle, running without weariness, walking without being faint-hearted. Amen. I like J.B. Phillips' explanation and of this scripture. It says, so take a fresh grip on life. Embrace your trembling limbs. Don't wander away from the path, but forge steadily onward. On the path, the limping foot recovers strength and does not collapse. Praise God. Hallelujah. Don't sit on your hands, someone said. Stop dragging your feet. (laughs) How do we do that? Focusing on God's greatness, looking unto Jesus who is the author and the finisher of our faith. It will stir us to action, to keep on running, to keep on keeping on, and it will cause others to take courage and have hope. Listen, I'm fighting today, uh, not just for my personal victory, but my victory. When I get the victory, and I've got the victory, hallelujah. Oh, there's that doesn't mean it's over. I can sit down and... No, I can't. I'm going to have to fight to the end. But I'm fighting the good fight of faith, and faith has never failed me because my faith is not in my faith. My faith is in the faithfulness of an almighty, all-powerful, all-loving, all-gracious, good God. (laughs) Hallelujah. I'm a sheep of His pasture. Glory to God. You're going to have to go through Him to get to me. (laughs) Getting to me is no big deal. But going through Him to get to me, now that's a big deal. Praise God. Thou, O Lord, art a shield about me, the psalmist says. My glory and the lifter of my head. Thou, O Lord, art a shield about me. To me, that is the shield of faith. It's not just my faith in my faith in and of itself. It's God who is committed 
to protect me and provide for me. The God who says, behold, I give you power over all the power of the devil. Glory to God. It's the Christ who said, all power is given me over heaven and earth. Hallelujah. Focusing on God's greatness, therefore, will stir us to action and stimulate our faith to get back in the race. (laughs) It's almost over. Jesus is coming soon. Let's go and run full out. If you're out of the race through discouragement, disappointments, fears, doubts, whatever it is, it's time to just get back on that path. I like J.B. Phillips again. Take a fresh grip on life. Brace your trembling limbs. Don't wander away from the path, but forge steadily onward. On the path, the limping foot recovers. On the right path, the limping foot recovers. The strength, strength does not collapse. Praise God. There's a highway, the Old Testament says. It's called the highway of holiness. And the lame man runs on that highway. <laughs> Leaps like the heart. The young deer. Glory to God. Listen, friend, I feel, I feel encouraged today because my God is a mighty and great God. I'm going to close with J.B. Phillips today. So take a fresh grip on life. Brace your trembling limbs. Don't wander away from the path, but forge steadily onward. On the right path, the limping foot recovers strength and does not collapse. And mark out a straight, smooth path for your feet, so that those who follow you, though weak and lame, will not fall and hurt themselves, but become strong. Those that follow us. Many people are looking to us to live that life of victory so that they can have hope that they too can live a life of victory. I want the victory so that others may know my God is almighty and my God is faithful and Jesus Christ is with us every step of the way. And he's never lost a battle. That's why he said in this world, you're going to have tribulation. Thelpsis is the Greek word, pressure and anguish and trouble, trials, test. But be of good cheer. <laughs> be of good cheer. What? Yeah, cheer up. <laughs> cheer up. For I, who is what? With you and within you have overcome the world. The world overcoming Jesus is now indwelling every child of God, Christ in you, the hope of glory. That's how he keeps his promise to never leave you, never forsake you, to go with us all the way because he's come to indwell us. Hallelujah. Amen. God the Father lives in you and me. God, the Son, Jesus Christ, lives within us. And the mighty Holy Spirit has come to abide with us and indwell us. Oh, friend of mine, I could preach for an hour. I'm trying to teach a little bit along the way. But this is preaching material. Do you feel it? Do you sense 
this great, good, gracious God with you? Do you feel that you cannot and will not be conquered by the devil because you declare greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world? doesn't mean he that's in the world isn't to be uh, recognized as a threat. He is. And if we see ourselves as weak, and unable to withstand his onslaughts, we're in danger of being defeated and even destroyed physically. Listen, but the greater one is in us, and we need to acknowledge that. And it needs to be a bold and emboldenment of our faith. Praise God. The greater one is in you, dear friend, if you're a Christian today. And greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. But if you don't know Jesus today, you're no match for the devil who wants to deceive you, wants to destroy you. He wants to take your soul for all eternity to hell with himself. That's, that's the only consolation he has, the only, only thing that he can do to harm, hurt, take any vengeance against God who cast him out of heaven, cast him down is to hurt the object of God's love. And for God so loved the world and all of us blasphemers and sinners, all of us resisting His goodness, His grace, His offer of repentance, all of us who have sinned against Him and been proud and boastful about it, He loved us enough for God so loved the world. Johnny and Jimmy and Janie and Janet and Sally and Sue. He loved us enough that he would give his only begotten son that whosoever would believeth on him would not perish but have everlasting life. God offers you that everlasting life if you will repent of your sin today Come to Jesus. Oh, friend, you say, I can't break out of all of these sins. Listen, come just like you are, just as I am, the song says, without one plea, but that thy blood was shed for me, and that thou bids me come to thee. O Lamb of God, I come just as I am, and waiting not to rid my soul of one dark blot. <laughs> friend of mine, come to Christ, repent of your sin, receive Jesus as your Savior, and you'll be reconciled unto God. <laughs> he will save you, and He will seal you with the Holy Spirit, mark you as His own, and He will keep you safe from the wrath to come. And at the moment you receive Christ, God the Father and God the Son, this is not the baptism of the Holy Spirit for service, for power gifts. This is the coming of the Holy Spirit to seal you, mark you as His own. The triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit will come to indwell you. He will cleanse you so thoroughly from your sin that He will be able to make His abode Christ make His abode, the Holy Spirit to be with you, be in you, <laughs> and do it forever. Praise God. Come to Jesus. You don't have to have power to set yourself free. The power comes 
when you receive the person, Jesus Christ, as your Lord and Savior. Come just as you are with your habits, your hang-ups, your sins, the chains that bind you. Come today. God is greater than the darkness and the chains of darkness. And the moment you decide by an act of your will and faith in Him to come, the prison house that the devil has you in is going to be broken. Every chain is going to be broken for whom the Son sets free, and He'll do it, friend. Whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Glory to God. This is real spiritual deliverance. Come and be set free. (laughs) Hallelujah. Come and be saved, sealed, and delivered from the wrath to come. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' holy, wonderful name today. And Christian, today, I want to make an appeal to you. It's no time to pull our head in like a turtle. It's no time to bury our head in the sand and pretend that we're in a bubble and nothing in these end times are going to get to us. It's going to affect us, but it doesn't have to infect us. Oh, we're going to be affected for sure. Fear is going to knock on our door many, many times. This may sound a little trite, too oversimplified, but I like it. Someone said, fear knocked on the door. I sent faith to open the door. And faith said, there's nobody there. (laughs) There's nobody there. Faith does not recognize anyone or anything greater than our God today. Greater is He. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So come today. Come today. The righteous are bold as a lion. The wicked flee when no man pursueth. Their fears overwhelm them, overtake them. But the righteous stand because we are emboldened because of the greatness the graciousness, the goodness of our great God. In Jesus' name, rise up, stand up, get back in the race and stand your ground, and let's thrive and not just survive the last days and be ready as a glorious bride for the soon coming of our sovereign and Savior, Jesus Christ. 